to you today in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Good afternoon. Thank you for being here to celebrate one of the greatest feasts in the church, the Ascension of Christ. It's a day in which we hold a kind of hinged moment between Jesus being present with the disciples and the Holy Spirit descending on the disciples. And I have to admit to you something, which is that the ascension, for me, is the hardest part to believe or grapple with in the whole Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension part of our faith. Maybe you feel the same way. I think it's because Jesus gently floating into the sky doesn't really smack of God's glory and majesty and love in the way that God's incarnation in Christ, the crucifixion and death of Jesus, and the triumph of the resurrection do. I know it's also because at a critical point in faith formation, I saw Cecil B. DeMille's The King of Kings where Jesus is ascending on a rather crude platform that's being jerkily pulled heavenward, and cinematic advances being what they were in 1927, you can both see the platform and see some of the actor's terror as it lurches and he grips the sides. And I also think the ascension is rather difficult to understand theologically. And so I constantly hear my seminary classmates saying, I mean, what goes up must come down. So why can't God make what comes down go back up? Why not, indeed? And so today we hear accounts of the ascension from both Luke and Acts. Now these two books are basically two volumes of a larger book, aptly named Luke-Acts. And so today we are hearing a sort of hinged account pointing us towards both heaven and earth. This gospel account is the conclusion of the book of Luke, a story that began with angels foretelling the birth of John the Baptist, the one who would prepare the way of the Lord. And today's account finds the disciples who have traveled that way with the Lord being blessed by him as he withdraws from them and ascends into heaven. And their response is to worship him to go back to Jerusalem with joy and to bless God in the temple. And so we have this Gospel of Luke bookended by God's blessing faithful people. People who followed God even when they deeply questioned God or didn't understand what God wanted them to do. And so this Gospel, rightly so, points us heavenward. The disciples are gathered around Jesus on the hill at Bethany, They're watching him leave. They know he's blessing them. And they are filled with joy and praise. Now this is a God in triumph. But just a short while ago, these disciples were watching Jesus on a nearby hill, that of Calvary. He was blessing them in his act of dying And Luke writes that when Jesus breathed his last and the centurion proclaimed Christ's innocence, that when all the crowds who had gathered there for this spectacle saw what had taken place, they returned home, beating their breasts. But his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Just a short while ago, the disciples were numb 
and held at a distance. Their worst fears had come true right before their eyes. But Jesus returned as he promised, and they were able to speak to him, to see him, to hold him, and talk to him again. So today they are able to stand on that hill at Bethany and celebrate with what must be still tender hearts and see Jesus in all of his resurrected glory and looking quite divine as he ascended. And it is beautiful and intimate and provides relief in so many ways. And we see it in art and that graceful pose of Jesus floating above the ground, his eyes turned upward, but his hands extended out to those around him, his eager and happy disciples. It's simply heavenly. And the disciples in Luke keep this heavenly focus and go to worship God in the temple continually. And this is a perfect end to the gospel of Luke. But in the beginning of Acts, we find the disciples firmly on the ground At the end, Jesus is giving instructions to them. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And the disciples at this point have angels in their midst, and as they watch Jesus be lifted up, these angels say to them, Why are you looking up there? He'll come back. But until then, you have work to do. And in Acts after the ascension, the disciples don't go to the temple. They go back to the upper room. The scene of all the what happens now conversations that the disciples have. In the very next verses in Acts, the disciples elect Matthias to be the twelfth apostle. So what makes this different? The book of the Acts of the Apostles is about the development, the creation of the church, of what it means to act as Christ and in the name of Christ and to claim to be followers of Christ as a collected body named for him when there is no actual body of Christ physically present. Here, the disciples are ready to continue the work of Jesus on earth and they eagerly anticipate the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this account is richly earthy. Are these accounts in Luke and Acts mutually exclusive? No. But reading them today reminds us that as Christians, our place is both in a house of worship and outside in the world. Our place is to search the heavens for the grand encompassing mystery of profound defined love. And at the same time, to look in one another's eyes. To seek and serve Christ in all peoples, loving our neighbors as ourselves. We are, as it seems, meant to live on both sides of this hinged account. Now, to make a hinge function, you have to balance the gaps of one piece with the gaps of the other. And once they find a sort of balance and fit, once they align, you need a linchpin. And as faithful people balancing God in heaven and God in earth, the linchpin that holds us together is always, always Christ. And so this Ascension Day, how do you feel caught between hinges? How do you feel caught between resurrection and maybe loss? 
between hurt and hope, or particularly for me, even between goodbye and hello. In searching for the balance between these things, we have to remember that God not only holds both heaven and earth, but that God also courses through them, holding us in all the communion of saints in deep knowledge and deep love. And so as people made in the image of Christ, seeking to be the body of Christ in the world, let us go forth today in the image of our linchpin, with our eyes to the heavens and our hands reaching out to one another in blessing and love. Amen.